the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is amazing to see the mercy of God extended to the likes of Cain, who not only brings a wrong sacrifice, but then kills his brother out of anger towards the wrong sacrifice. But what is better than mercy? Grace, as we'll see next. We've spent time here this week looking at Cain and his rebellion to God and God's mercy in spite of it all. But what is better than God's mercy? Well, as we'll begin to see today, it is faith in Christ, the blessed line of those who have that faith. It is indeed grace. We invite you to spend time with us today as we continue our journey in our series, Arise, Move, and Go. Today's message is called a preview of the ultimate exodus. Join us. Here's Pastor Jesse now with today's broadcast. This here is an unthankful, thankful offering that this Pharisee who represents Cain is offering. Did you hear that? It's an unthankful, thankful offering. It's unthankful in that this Pharisee has rejected what God said is needed to even be able to draw near to God. This man is unreconciled. This woman is unreconciled. They're lost. They're as far from God as can be. Would you say that? And therefore, it is only fitting that the text said he prayed with himself. God wasn't even in the room. Now, this is even more remarkable because it's inside the temple. This is what I meant about God consciousness. Are you hearing me? This man is so wrapped up in himself, he can actually go inside the church, exalt himself and tear down his brother and tear down his brother. Read it. I am not as other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterous, and even this publican. And even this publican. He's in church pretending to talk about God and cursing his brother. That's Romans 14. Remember, I taught you that a few weeks ago, right? Receive him in the faith, even if he has a weaker disposition than you do, right? Who are you to judge another man's servant? Before his own master, he stands or fall. How arrogant is Cain? But can you see Cain now? How arrogant is Cain? How arrogant is Cain? Or even as this publican. And Jesus tells you who went down to his house justified, doesn't he? This Pharisee was damned and this publican was saved. Listen to the next verse. Watch this. I tell you, go back to where we were, please. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, stay there because we can get past all his self-righteousness, right? I tell you, this man went down to his house, what? 
Oh, I need you to go back because I, I, need, to, I need to hear the, the prayer. There it is. There's Cain. I mean, I'm sorry, Abel. Do you see Abel? And Abel standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven. Sacrifices and offerings I would not, but a broken and a contrite heart I will not despise. Do you hear what I'm saying? Very few Christians pray to God. Because real prayer requires a disposition of the heart of humility and first things first. You can't talk about talking to God while you're not reconciled to God. And if you're reconciled to God, you're going to quickly remind God that you thank him for the reconciling blood of the Lamb of God. That establishes the grounds upon which we get to draw near to God. I'm not going to come to you with onions and, 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 and leeks and garlic until I come to you with the blood of your own son. That's what the Hebrew writer said we should do. Hebrews 13, 15. Listen to it. Hebrews 13, 15. We'll come back here in a moment. I, I told you I'm doing some teaching, so it's dangerous today. By him, who was the him? Jesus. By Christ. Listen to this. Therefore, let us offer the sacrifices of what? By the death, burial, and resurrection, by the blood of the lamb, by the atoning work of Christ, by his humility, his suffering, his death and resurrection, by him who loved us and gave himself for us, do we offer everything, not apart from it, through it, through the blood atoning work of Christ, through the acknowledgement that we are the sinners, he is the savior, through the fact that he died and was buried and rose again on the third day, we come to God through Christ and we offer sacrifices of praise to God, doing what? Continually, that is the fruit of our lips, doing what? See what I'm saying now? We give thanks to God through the blood, not apart from the blood. Through the blood, we first come acknowledging that we're sinners. He that saith he has no sin is a liar and the truth is not in him. He that confesses his sins God is just and faithful to forgive him of all his sins and to cleanse him from all unrighteousness. Am I making some sense? We come to God acknowledging what God said we are because in doing so and receiving the sacrifice that brings us back into unity with God, we may presume that God has accepted the sacrifice as he did with Abel. Am I making some sense? Good. It's very important to understand then my proposition under subpoint. A, uh, under point number two, the brutal mercies of, a res- of reserving the wicked. Cain was yet what? Yet unthankful. Go back to Genesis chapter five. Let me show you what I mean by that. Look at verse three. Verse three, God shows up in Genesis five, uh, four, I'm sorry, Genesis four, three, talking to Cain this way. I want to run this line so you can see it. <clears throat> Genesis four, verse three. I know it's been a while. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. Notice what it says over in verse five, Genesis four, five. I want to keep following. But but unto Cain and to his offering, God did not have respect. And Cain was very what? His countenance failed. Look at verse six. Notice what it says again. And the Lord said unto what? Cain, why are you angry? And why is your countenance fallen? Now, saints, listen. That was an act of mercy on God's part. God came to Cain and said, Cain, we can fix this. Did he not? Cain, we can fix this. 
And this is really what's interesting as well. And you might be able to uh, affirm this. God sees Cain's problem more clearly than Cain does. Because a lot of times when you and I are going, going through all of these psychological conniptions and emotional discombobulations, when you and I are dismantling at the spiritual level because we are not grounded, it shows up on our face. There are a few people who have poker faces. The vast majority of us, our continence falls, does it not? Now, if you are in a community where people don't care about you, they will go, that girl having a bad day. But they won't come and see why your continence is falling because they don't care. God cares. He cares. Because he knew that Cain was in what I told you last week, a focused trap. Y'all don't know what that is, do you? You don't know what a focus trap is. You, you don't know when you get stuck on stupid and it's so bad that your face is, your chin is hanging down to the ground. Y'all don't know that, do you? And that's what Cain was. Cain's face had got long. Literally in the Hebrew, that word fallen is the root word to what we're getting ready to deal with in Genesis 6 with Noah. It's called the Nuffling. Mm, just put the put a little note there. I shouldn't have done that, but it happens. <laughs> It shouldn't have happened, but it's so. And this is why he warned Cain, because the line of Cain, chapter four, which we're about to get into, is that line that's going to actually mesh with the line of Seth at chapter six, verse one. And then we're going to have a crazy society at that point. Am I making some sense? So I want to just show you what's going on when I say that he is utterly ungrateful. Look at verse eight in our text. Uh, verse seven, Genesis four, seven, and then verse eight. And go back to verse four, six. Oh, no, you're right. No, no, you're right. Go back to four, seven. I can leave that alone. If you do well, you shall, shall you not be accepted. Now, what God is doing is correcting Cain, course correcting, is he not? If you do well, shall you not be accepted? And if you do not well, sin is lying at the door. We talked about that, right? And unto you shall be his desire and you shall what? And unto you shall be his desire and you shall what? This here is what I shared with you last week. It's called the recapitulation principle. This same construction is given back in Genesis 3, 15, uh, uh, when God tells Eve that she is to get back up under her husband and submit to him and he shall rule over her. She was out of order and Cain is out of order. And the serpent who now becomes a lion is ready to get Cain like he got Isha. And God is saying, line that up. Line it back up. Get back up under God. Get back up under your daddy. You need to really look at little brother's offering because he got it. He wasn't walking out of order. And when you're walking out of order, you are exposed to the serpent. Does that make sense, saints? All right. This is the sensitivity of theology. If you do well, you shall you not be accepted. Of course, if you do not well, sin lies at the door and unto you shall be his desire. Sin wants Cain. Is that true? Cain, you must rule over your sin. Isn't God good? Now, listen, child of God, this takes us all the way to Romans chapter six. Okay, sin shall not have dominion over you because you are not under the law, but under what? Now, when you're under grace, it means you understand the gospel. When you're under grace, it means you understand the gospel of the substitutionary atoning work of Jesus. 
You're under grace because you know it's not by works of righteousness. You're under grace because you know that you need a sacrifice greater than yourself to make you right with God. And you don't mind telling people it's Jesus and Jesus alone that has merited for me acceptance with God. Am I making some sense? Right. Cain didn't buy it. And yet God had offered the gospel to him one more time. Now it's time for you to see again what I mean by unthankfulness. This is just remarkable to me. Look over at verse eight. Here's unthankfulness. And Cain talked with who? Abel didn't talk with Cain. Man, I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to expedite the time. I'm going to have to turn this into two messages. I'm glad I got 48 more weeks. <laughs> See, Jesus said it in John's gospel, chapter 14, around verse 30. Hereafter, I will not talk with you much. The enemy is coming and he's got a lot of talking to do. And every day you and I got to battle with narratives. Are we hearing from Christ or are we hearing from the serpent? And the serpent is talking everywhere in all the systems, all the platforms, all the institutions, all the ideologies. You can barely hear Jesus in this world. Am I telling the truth? You can barely hear your Savior's voice. You can't even hear him in church. You can't hear him. Now you tell me how long you going to go listening to this crap called the world system and it not drag you down. How long you going to go before you lose discernment? How long you going to go before your heart hardens? How long are you going to go before you start compromising your walk with God? Am I making some sense? I need to hear God's word wherewith all shall a young man cleanse his way. By taking heed thereunto, according to your word, wash me, said David. He knew he had drifted away from God when he found himself on the roof looking at another man's wife. He had stopped going to church for a long time. And even when he went, his heart wasn't there. You know that. Do you know it? And this is what we're dealing with here with Cain. The text tells us, that Cain talked with his brother while they were in the field. And then Cain rose up and did what John said in 1 John he would do because he was of that wicked one. Who was that wicked one? Because he was of the devil, all the devil does is lie, steal, and kill. That's the world I live in. This is what I'm trying to tell people now. Why on earth are you still are you inclined to believe that he is going to tell you the truth now? We are in the 21st century and he's been doing the same thing since the first century. And we're in the 21st, 21st century. He's still lying and people want to believe him. Am I making some sense? Because the strong delusion is dominating the church too. Cain went to church. I told you that. Somebody lied to him and told him that he did not need Jesus. He could just bring to God an offering, pay his tithes, give the church a bunch of money, work for the church, do all kind of stuff in the church, but he doesn't need to bow the knee to King Jesus. And then when you get some of these kind of people doing all that after a while, they want to get paid. This is how you know you're under works religion. 
God help my people. Now, see, how many of you guys have been here for 20 years? Raise your hand. Well, 15 years. Okay, 10 years. Good group. So you've heard me say this before. You've heard me say this before. When you are operating by works, you want to get paid. That's the psychological nature of a self-generating work system. If you work for so long, don't you want to get paid? Man, y'all should say yes quickly. You ain't never got a job where they say we want you to work for us, but we ain't going to pay you. Will you hurry up? My goodness. My goodness. I got a lot of work to do this year, Thomas. I got a lot of work to do this year. But this is how you know you're not operating out of grace. Because after a while, you want to get paid. And you're going to snatch it out of somebody. You're going to get an attitude. And you're going to point fingers. And you're going to condemn. And you're going to drag it out of them. And Jesus gave us all that, didn't he? He told us about the, the, the brother that gave some money to another brother and didn't, didn't want to pay him back. And he grabbed that brother by the throat. The boy, you're going to pay me. He was under a works religious system. That's works religion. When you're under works, you don't have grace. When you don't have grace, you don't have the grace of God and the love of God flowing in you. When it's not flowing in you, it can't come out of you. And when it doesn't come out of you, you are operating in deficit. And now you're needy. And you're going to kill somebody. This is why every one of us need the grace of God. When you have the grace of God flowing in you, his grace will content you when everything around you lets you down. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's really true. It's really true. He slew his brother. Now look at verse nine. I want to run through this. Got a couple more things to say. And the Lord said unto Cain, where's your brother Abel? See what God is doing? He's running up on Cain again. Isn't that how God works? And he's holding Cain accountable for his little brother the same way he held Adam accountable for Isha. God is consistent. We are our brother's keeper. That's why I'm not going to turn my head and not tell you about the foolishness going on in our world. I'm my brother's keeper. If I get one young person to get it, I'm going to be happy about it. All I need is one young person to have their eyes open to the fact that the whole world lies in the lap of the wicked one. And that the works of their father, they do do. If I can get one young person to have eyes of faith and see the world like Enoch saw the world, which is where we're going. What a beautiful thing it would be for a young person to see the world the way Enoch did. Now listen to what the text says. This young man heard God say, where's your brother? Do you understand the insolence, the arrogance, the absolute dishonor that he yielded in this next proposition? He said to God, am I my brother's keeper? Do you see it? Of course he was. I said, little brother, you lay down your life for your little bro. Unless you get some stuff and you handle your business. We know what we're talking about in the hood, right? You just handle your business. <laughs> Verse 10. He said, what have you done? Your, the voice of your brother's blood is crying unto me from the ground. 
Now, God already knew what he had done. He's given that boy an opportunity to confess his sin. Anybody with me? Is God merciful or what? Does he come out for sinners? And I've told you, all manner of sin will be forgiven the sons of men, even murder. If that weren't true, none of us could be saved because we all had a hand in putting him on the cross. God is good. Is God good? Is grace powerful or what? Now look at verse, uh, verse 18. Look at verse 18, uh, verse, sorry, Genesis 4, no, go, uh, go back to Genesis 4, uh, 13. Genesis 4, 13, please. And Cain said unto the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. So you guys know what God had told him. You got to go. You know what he said? Verse 12 for people that don't read their Bibles. <laughs> Behold, you have driven me out this day from the face of the earth. And from your face shall I be hid and I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth. Now, <laughs> think about what he just said. He said to God, what you want to do to me is not fair. You see what reprobation does to you when you lose your mind? The man is now going to make God an unjust God when nothing but mercy is showing up here. Do you see it? Behold, you've driven me out this day from the face of the earth. No, Cain, you drove yourself out. It wasn't nobody but you and Abel and you killed him. What do you expect? It ain't nobody but you. Now, there's more to the uh, genealogical narrative. We don't have time for it. Behold, you have driven me out this day from the face of the earth. From your face shall I be hid from your. Well, he didn't want God's face in the first place. You see what's going on here? This is reprobation. This here is indicting God for something that that man is doing. In psychology, we call it projecting. You're projecting on God your own malfeasance and blaming God for it. Right. Be careful when you meet crazy people like that. Be careful when you meet because a lot of people are like that. Irrational in their thinking. Just back on up and don't let them suck you into their web. Like if you don't have the answer, just say, excuse me. Go from the presence of a fool when you perceive in him not having the lips of knowledge. Because we got a lot of people like that today. When you listen carefully, you go, oh, they don't think coherently. Now, what I'm going to do with that? You can't do anything with it because they don't mind playing games with apples and oranges. Like you got the oranges, they got the apples. They don't care. Let's just play. Let's just play. No, we ain't got time to play. Because every time you play, you help them descend deeper into chaos and confusion. And see, we've been playing for decades now under the rubric called tolerance. Tolerance has allowed us to play for decades until now men and women don't even know who they are. Am I making some sense? Got a few more things to say. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth. And it shall come to pass that everyone that finds me shall slay me. Cain. Boy, you should have heard that back at verse four. When God said the enemy is crouching down. 
You should have read that tape. You should have watched that movie before you went out in the field. Am I making some sense? And so now he has to go. Look at verse 15. And the Lord said unto him, therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. Mercy! Mercy yet again! Well, you are listening to Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. Closing out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know how the program encourages you in your walk with Christ. Questions, comments, prayer requests are always welcome. You can either write to us, give us a call, or stop by our website and drop us an email. Now, the best place to go, of course, is the website. Not only will you be able to write to us via email, you'll be able to get more information about who we are, what we believe, worship times, how to get here. Grace-Bible.com is our website. Again, that's Grace-Bible.com. If you wish to give us a call, the number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. If you're writing to us, our address is 22768 Main Street. That's 22768 Main Street. Here in Hayward, the zip code 94541. That's 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California, 94541. One final note as we close out our time today, this program is listener-supported. If you wish to partner with us, we would be more than grateful. This broadcast airs throughout the Bay Area, as well as online, impacting thousands for the sake of Christ. And that is our hope and our goal. If you'd like to partner with us along those lines, feel free to write or give us a call. No gift is too large, no gift too small, whether a one-time gift or a monthly support. You're more than welcome to reach out. We would love to partner with you as we minister the gospel of Jesus to the Bay Area and the World Wide Web. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, may Christ be your way of grace. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.